OK, we're going to begin this next story. It's called In Tune with Another Sailing Man. And Sailing Woman, too. It's an, it's an It's a Rum Life story from 1970. It all began on the evening of the 18th of June, 1970. Well, the excitement, anyway. There was a lot happening before that to make it all happen. We'd better begin at the beginning. Well, almost. At the time, I was working for the Firestone Tire and Rubber Company in South Lincolnshire, North Cambridge and North Norfolk. The company was having to cope with American management, having recently thrown out all the long-established English bosses and decided they could do a better job themselves. I should mention here that it did not work. Englishmen, especially customers, do not like being treated as if they're idiots, and the UK division of Firestone closed a few short years later, uh, including their two huge UK tyre factories, one of them just a few years old. Back to the story. And the firm were holding sales competitions with holidays as prizes for the winners. This year, the first year of this new enterprise, the holiday was to be in Rome. Fred Popham, our Lincoln district manager and my direct boss, had submitted our sales figures, of which he was confident they should be sufficiently satisfactory that we at Lincoln should be in with the winners. For weeks we heard nothing. Then all of a sudden, in January 1970, a result. We were among the winners, but the holiday was due to begin in seven days, and I had no passport. After much humming, etc., it was suggested that I could take a holiday in the UK, anywhere I chose, for four nights, all expenses paid. There was no time limit except it had to be in the current year of 1970. Ruth and I were keen sailors, and our 14-foot dinghy was based at the Witham Sailing Club in Boston, and it was there one evening in the spring that we were explaining all this to Hilary Van Smiren. Her husband was the club commodore at the time. Hilary's boys had been cubs in the first Boston group when Ruth was the cub leader, and I'd created advertisements for her father at Hudson's Ironmongers during my time at the Boston Standard newspaper. Hilary told us that if we wished to take our dinghy on a sailing holiday anywhere in the UK, then it had to be to Solcombe in Devon, and the hotel had to be the Tide's Reach. We duly made our bookings. After arranging holiday leave from work, me from Firestone and Ruth from her job as a junior sister at the London Road Hospital Orthopaedic Department. I had to fix a tow bar onto the firm's faithful 105, 105E Ford Anglia, ONU134D, which was three years old and due for replacement with over 70,000 miles on the clock. Actually, I had a blacksmith friend at Swineshead Bridge make me a set of jaws and reinforcing bars to go behind the bumper, and we mounted the whole thing onto the existing Anglia bumper mounts which were quite substantial. I wired up a trailer socket and fed it through a hole near the bonnet lid, or the boot lid rather, all totally against company policy. If you remember a story from uh, the previous book, um, from our training course at Firestone, uh, a young salesman who had joined at the same time as myself had used his company Anglia for a rallycross as a bet. He'd rolled it, 
stoving in the doors and the roof. And he could not hide this from his boss and was asked to leave. By now we were all set. Car and trailer were ready. Boat and equipment all stowed and cases packed. Daughter Helen was due to stay with my parents at Deeping St James for the time we were away. And we delivered her together with all her toys and equipment on the way south that evening of the 18th of June. It was a long way to Salcombe, right on the southernmost tip of Devon. Road, ex road access after Exeter was poor. According to present-day route planning, if using the M5, the distance is 316 miles, and it would take us almost five and a half hours. That did not allow for towing a sailing boat and heavy trailer behind a 1,000cc saloon, even if it did now have an overhead valve engine. We worked out it would take us about seven hours in 1970, using the major roads and no motorways. We left Deeping St James, which is just north of Peterborough, at about 11.30pm, judging we could arrive at Salcombe for breakfast, driving non-stop through the night. The journey went well, no problems, and we eventually stopped for breakfast at a roadside cafe just north of Exeter at about 6am. We arrived at the Tides Reach Hotel at about 930 and after checking in and changing into sailing garb, we launched the boat. Wonderful when you're young, isn't it? Driving through the night, virtually non-stop, and then going sailing straight away. But you see, the sea was just there. That's why it was called the Tides Reach. There was a small car park, and less than a stone's throw across the small road was a small short beach and the sea. It was different to river sailing, especially at Boston, with the river with them and its high banks. Here was open water, as far as the eye could see, and nothing in the way. We loved every minute of it. Especially as before lunch we returned to the hotel with a hole in the rear of my trousers. Our dinghy is a Merlin rocket with rolled decks at the sides, just smooth wood to sit on, and a small sprig nail had risen up and snagged my shorts. Made life more interesting. The food was marvellous. We were booked in for full board, three meals a day and wine. This was our first experience of having a wine waiter who was very knowledgeable and explained all about the wines he recommended. We sailed a little of every day and there, and every day we were there and also chose excursions to see the best sites while in the area. Dartmouth, Plymouth, Dartmoor, Kingsbridge, Bookfastley and lots more on the journey around. We certainly did our best to get our valley for money, or in this instance, Firestone's money. An excellent and very memorable time, thanks to advice from Hillary, and listening to Edward Heath on our car radio on our way south. It had been while we passed through Stamford, at the beginning of the holiday, that he and his party had been declared the winners of the general election on the 18th of June, 1970. There we are, that's the end of that little story brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Lots more stories to listen to on this Buzzsprout site, etc. Now, important thing, we have no shop anymore. 
since March this year, 2021, everything we produce, books and everything, are all free access on the internet, no charge, uh, and all the details are on our new website. It's www.itsarumlife.com. That's it's I-T-S A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E dot com. Thank you for listening.